You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Bet Shemesh Israel 5781-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha Bamidbar. Whenever we get to the beginning of the new Sefer, the new book of Bamidbar, I'm always reminded that it's another year with Hashem's help that we have been creating these Parsha podcasts coming on to 14 years now, every single week with Hashem's help, a new idea, hopefully a new idea, on the Parsha, and I'd like to invite you at this moment, as I often do around this time, to head over to my website, arigoldweg.com, slash new album, or you can just go into arigoldweg.com and you'll see the button for the new album. I'm working on a new album, and I'm working on a crowdfunding, and it's a great way to help me spread my message. Music is extremely powerful, and it's something that people relate to, and I always try to include in my music something positive, something uplifting, something that connects us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God, to our Avodah Hashem, the way that we serve Him, to spirituality. So I encourage you all, go to arigolag.com slash new album, and take part in my new crowdfunding. The Pasuk tells us that at the very beginning of our parsha, God spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. And he spoke to him in the Mishkan, in the Oil Moed, the Tent of Meeting. Now when did God speak to him? Be'echod l'chodesh hasheni, interestingly, the first day of the second month, which is the month of Iyar, which we just finished. Bashon hashenis, in the second year, let's say some years with Shreim, from when they went out of Egypt, Lemur. This is what Hashem said. I would like you to lift up the heads of all of the people of Israel, based on their families, based on, on their father's house, their names, every male. I want a head count. 20 years old and up, those who go out to war, etc. You shall count them, you and our own. That's what the verse tells us. So, it's interesting, and we're going to see together the Medrash that points out the fact that when God is coming to count the Jewish people, in this context, God is coming to enumerate every single Jew, how important it is to Him, every single one of these Jew- the Jewish people. What an awesome nation I have, God is saying, as it were. What a wonderful group of people I have, 600,000 strong, just the men. Another 600,000 women, children, million and a half people at least, maybe more. And the way that the Torah talks about this request, about this mitzvah, about this commandment to, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, to Moses, to count the Jewish people, speaks of where it was, in Parsinai, the wilderness, in the Almoid, it was an, an important place, an important day, the first day of the month of Iyar, gives us a whole list of when this occurred, of when Hashem asked the Jewish people to be counted. So in trying to understand this idea, the Medrash shares with us an amazing, beautiful idea, deep idea, which I would like to share with you. The Medrash, as is its way, in order to get to a point, which we'll see at the end of the piece, in order to get to this point, it gives us a few hagdamas, a few introductions. And it says something powerful. Listen to this. The verse tells us, Mishpotach Rabba, 
Your righteousness, God says, is like awesome mighty mountains. And your judgment is like the deepest depths. So we have mountains and we have depths. Amr Meir, Rabbi Meir says like this, We have here the highest mountains and the lowest depths. We have the tzitkus, we have the righteousness, and we have the judgment. We have the righteous people, and we have those who are evil, the wicked. And each of them has a place. And this is the description of their place. The first description, the righteousness on the highest mountain, is referred to in the verse in Ezekiel, in Yechezkel chapter 34, verse 14. The verse tells us that God says in regards to the righteous, that He will give them an amazing grazing place, a good place to graze, a good place to get all of their needs met. Their place, the place of the righteous, will be in the mountains of Israel, the high mountains of Israel. So the, the tzaddikim, the righteous ones, they're referred to as those who dwell in a great place, in a high place, in a place which is seen, the harem, the mountains, as we'll soon explore at length. The mushal, what is the, what is the place where the, the evil ones dwell, the wicked dwell? Where, where is their ultimate place? And this is true, number one, in this world, but it's also true in the world to come. It's also true when it comes to the reward a person receives. It reflects who we are. Let's see. God says that when the wicked person goes down to the depths, right, a person goes down into the darkness, down to hell, as a result of his wicked deeds. So God says, I was in mourning over this person. Hevalti. Kisisi alavisataim. I covered him, says Hashem, with the depth, with the darkness. Very interesting, says the Mejbam. They go down into this depth, the Sha'al, the darkness, the pit. And what are they covered with? They're covered with Tahaim. The word Tahaim. The, the word Tahaim means something that we can't understand. That's the, the root of the word Tahaim. But it's something that's dark. It's something that's deep. They're covered, they go down into the depths and they're covered with the depths. Covered with darkness. Chizki Bar Omar. says a very interesting thing. Listen to this carefully. When you have a barrel, and we're going to see soon it's a barrel that's made out of earthenware, out of cheres. How do you cover it? What's the cover made out of, of an earthenware barrel? You use an earthenware cover. What is it made out of? Since it's an earthenware vessel, since it's an earthenware barrel, it's covered with an earthenware cover. You use the same material, to make, generally speaking, to make the cover of a barrel. Think about a cask of wine. It's, covered, it's made out of wood. It's covered with wood. The wicked also, they are covered, so to speak, when they go down into the depths, there are people who have, who have done questionable deeds, let's say. 
They have done things that were dark. They've done dark deeds. Maxiv Bahem, what does it say about them in the verse in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 15? In the darkness they do their deeds, right? A person who's doing something wicked, they don't want anyone to see them. They do it in the darkness. Nobody knows about it. They're alone. Nobody sees the, the evil deeds. And they say to themselves, who sees it? Who knows? Who knows what we're doing? They don't, they, they feel like they're, they're alone. Since they're so dark, they're so alone in their evil deeds and their wickedness. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, what does God do? He brings him down to this, this pit, which is dark. Just like their deeds were dark. And he covers them up with, with this pit, which is dark. The verse refers to this in the beginning of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 2. That there was darkness on the, on the face of the depths. There was darkness. The wicked receive what the wicked did. The righteous receive the goodness, the brightness, the, the miratayv, the, the, pastures full of goodness for themselves. They're out in the light. They bask in the, in the light of Hashem because what they did was bring light into the world. They brought God into their lives. The wicked are the opposite, as we said. Says the Medjish, another idea which seems not completely connected, but clearly it is connected and it's also based on the same verse. Heavy el. The verse says that your righteousness is like the mountains of the mighty mountains. The righteousness that you bring upon the that you bring upon the world is something that's seen clearly, like mountains are seen. You go outside if you go in a mountainous area, the mountains surround you. you, you if you've ever been to Seattle, my wife's from Seattle. I visit there every year. If you've ever been to Seattle, Mount Rainier, it's it's massive. You can see it from everywhere. It's, and it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. Mounts are something that's, that you see clearly. It's right in front of you. When Hashem does something good, He does it clearly. But when it comes to the judgments, Hashem covers it up. It's something that you don't see as clearly. Just like Tahaim, the depths are something which you have a valley, you don't see it there. Someone's walking along, they could fall into a manhole. They might not notice it because it doesn't stick out. It's, it's a depression in the earth. So too, when Hashem brings about judgments, He does it in a covered way. What does that mean? He's going to explain the Medrash. She's going to explain. When Jerusalem was destroyed, it was destroyed in Tishabav on the ninth day of Av. But when Yechezkel finds out about it, this is actually a, this language here is a little bit strange. The Mephorshim tried to explain that it wasn't the twentieth of the of the month exactly; it was the fifth of the month. It was different possibilities. But when Hakadosh Baruch Hu revealed the fact to Ezekiel the prophet that that the that this day. This day of destruction, when he revealed the day of destruction, it wasn't clear what day it was. Was it the ninth of the month, the fifth of the month, the twentieth of the month? It's something that wasn't clear. It's meurpal. It is cloudy. Lama shalei lefarsim be'ezayoyim charva. 
We don't want we don't want to it's not something that requires a great amount of PR. We're not uh we're not so we don't want to we don't want to publicize this so much. When God comes to say the greatness of the Jewish people, He wants to count them. And here's where we come back to our our verses. When God wants to count them, when He commands Moshe Rabbeinu to do so, so it's done. We see which day of the month. Is it Malkum? Where did it happen? Is it Chaydesh? What month? Is it Shana? What year? Is it Aeptia? Which occasion did it follow? Let's say some Eretz Mitzrayim. It followed the fact that they went out of Egypt. Hashem counted the Jewish people on the first day of the month. Hashem counted them the second month of the year, the second year after they left Egypt, etc. What is the idea? Raise up. Bring up the heads of the Jewish people. When God wants to show the greatness of His people, He does it in a way which is clearly shown. And he describes it in detail. Negative events. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want. We'll, we'll know it's on Tisha that it happened. We'll know. We'll know about it. But he's going to cover it up. It's going to be something that we don't want to bring out the date of. Very interesting. You know, the Jewish people. We are God's people. Each one of us. There's a special place in Hashem's plan, in God's plan. Each one of us has an obligation to stand on the mountain of righteousness and to broadcast to the world, to publicize to the world the fact that God exists in the world and that we are His people. We have been there throughout the millennia staying true to His one name, to the one God of the Jewish people. When we do that, when we do that properly, so then, the result is, as we saw in the first section of the Medrash, the result is that it's something that's publicized. It's something that's revealed. And it's something that the reward corresponds to what was done. Because we bring out, we express that God is in the world. We bring that out to the world. We express that clearly to the world. That there is goodness. That there is right that there is morality, that there's a Torah, that the five books that were given on Mount Sinai to Moshe and to Moses, and we have kept it steadfastly over three millennia. 3,333 years ago, we received the Torah on our Sinai, on Mount Sinai. Unbelievable. We're still talking about it. 3,333 years later. It's an awesome thing to the extent that we do that, to the extent that we bring out God, bring our God, bring out God into the world, so then God rewards us with light, with His presence, with His, with His, there we are standing on top of the mountain. To the extent that we don't do that, heaven forbid, and you can see the darkness all around, you can see the darkness, those who love death, those who love hatred, those who love negativity, those who love the opposite of God's word. What is the result of those people? What is the result of their actions? The result is darkness. The result is darkness and deeper and deeper darkness. More and more death. More and more destruction. But you know, 
when Mashiach comes, and this is not describing, you know, in describing the, the, the destruction of the temple, it's covered up. In describing the counting of the Jewish people, the greatness of the Jewish people, it's revealed. The, Jewish, the, the greatness of the Jewish people will ultimately be revealed when the Messiah arrives, when Mashiach comes. And the truth becomes clear to everyone. That's the moment that it's going to be. God will be the king over the entire world. God, on that day, God will be one and His name will be one. And the Jewish people, it will become clear. There was no other replacement for the Jewish people. No one else became the chosen people. No other religion replaced Judaism. No other people replaced the Jewish people. Of course, God loves every single human being. But there's only one chosen people. There's only one people who, who have stood as a light to the nations for 3,333 years. That reality will be revealed on a certain day. Sometime, hopefully, in the near future. And of course, we hope for that. And we know that that's going to come. But the thing that I'd like to bring out is that it's something that we're guaranteed that it will come, it will become clear, and that clarity is going to be gained, and it will be gained in a way which is open. There will be no denial. See, today, there can be a denial. Hey, you guys are squatters stealing land, blah, 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 all all those kinds of ridiculous untruths. They're not based on fact that deny the real history of the Jewish people. That's only in this world when, the, when we're in the darkness of the wicked, the shadow of the wicked. But in the real world, when the world is revealed as it's supposed to be, we will see the truth, and the truth will be revealed for all to see, and there will be some who will be ashamed. Many will be ashamed. And there will be some who stood by the Jewish people throughout this time. And they will also rise up on the mountain. And it says, kol all the nations of the world will see that the name of God is called upon you. They will be afraid of you. They will be afraid of us. And it also says, That mountain, which unfortunately today houses a contentious mosque built on the foundations of our holy temple, which was destroyed almost 2,000 years ago, we're waiting for it to be rebuilt, for that mosque to be removed. That place, it's the darkness. But it's a place where soon there will be light. All will rise up to the top of that mountain and come to serve God as one. The Cholo'amim, it says. The, the, that place of prayer won't be an exclusive place for only one type of people. For only, only not for only for Jews, not for only Christians, not for only uh, Muslims, Buddhists, whatever you want. It's going to be a place for everyone. Every single person could come and access God. And part of that truth, part of the truth of how it becomes that place is through the Jewish people and the righteousness that we have striven to fulfill and to have to bring God into the world, to reveal God's light to the world every single day as best as we can through the mitzvahs, the commandments given 3,333 years ago at Mount Sinai. So I want to bless you, ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to be from those who receive the light and all those who have created darkness, that darkness should fade away. That darkness should fade away into the dark depths where it belongs. 
so that all who wish to bask in God's light will indeed do so. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.